Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Cool, can go to trap, sons and traps. Trap, sons and trap, don't sons and trap. Sons to hook him Dorpotland. Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with my man, Jake Ellenberger. Haven't seen this guy in a while. Looks good. Uh, you have a weird beard. Uh, I like it. It's like a. I, what is that exactly? I did it for you. I did it for you. Yeah, it's. It's a new style. Is it really? Yeah. Uh, can I you decided can, to go. Can you grow a beard over here? Or did, you, did you perfectly shave that or no? No, no. You know, I've, I've had some uh, issues. You know, I've seen a dermatologist. It's just it's weird, man. It's the pigment of my beard, man. It's, it's just weird. Is it because you want everyone to see the butt chin? Is that what it is? It, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You didn't have to dress up for me. Oh, of course. Thank you, man. Well, yeah. I'm here with my man, Jake. So since uh, I haven't, Jake moved to Vegas, didn't tell anybody, just got up. I'm like, hey, Jake, what are you up to today? You're like, oh, I'm on my way to Vegas. Thanks for letting everyone know. Um, since we've, you've been, uh, you were my co-host, you've had nine kids. Um, uh, you have a beautiful fiance. Uh, you're, you're taking <laughs> it slow. And, uh, and, and you're doing good. You're like, you're working as, can, can I say your job or not, am I allowed to say your job? Uh, yeah, which one? The personal security guard? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. All right. You're a personal security guard for the Petitas, which is amazing. I mean, that's a, bad, that's a badass job. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, a, it's a lot of fun, though. It's a lot of fun. We can, we, we can take that out if you want. Want me to take that out? I don't matter. Yeah. Okay. It, it's already, you know, it doesn't, it don't really don't matter. Dana already fucking blasted it, but it doesn't matter. Oh, uh, okay. Now, now, is that from being – now, I have so many questions about that. Is that from your Marine training that you could shoot a gun really well and you could see things and know what's going on? Or? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of training. So, um, you know, I, I, I – it's weird. I kind of I fell into it. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a lot, it's a lot of fun. I, I've had a lot of training as far as firearms, firearms training. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of – it's just – literally, I just got into it um, – and work, it works with a lot of great people, a lot of cool people. So you have to take a course for that, like a six-week training course or a year training. No, course? no. I, I work. I also work with a company called the uh, Salient Operations Group. Um, they're all former, like SEALs and Marines, different, different, different military backgrounds. But uh, they do a lot of like uh, protection, executive protection uh, for different events. They they do they do the Raiders now and. Wow. A lot of the UFC events, yes. So they're 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 pretty uh they're pretty prominent here in Vegas and, and in California. But uh, just some great guys though, awesome guys. So when you High travel with like the Fatitas, are you behind them like in like a suit and sunglasses the whole time, or are you like in the corner like we don't even know you're there? Or, no, or no. Like, I, I, I don't know. I I don't travel. No, I don't travel with them. So um, I I just I'm just here in Vegas on property. So. Got it. So, like, all of a sudden, like, do people know you're around, or they're like, who are like, are you in the corner playing poker? <laughs> you're, 
you're you're really wait <laughs> from that's funny no no <laughs> when, yeah when i'm working there's no phone buddy but yeah that's fun <laughs> oh good 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 now and then recently you did a couple um you did a couple of chael sonnen uh grappling tournaments what's it called again the chael sonnen uh the mission underground mission underground now have you never seen it i i have seen it but they okay. always throw you in there with like a guy who's 100 pounds heavier who's like an eighth degree <laughs> black belt and it looks yeah. like it looks like you don't even know that you're there. Like like you just you're showing up to go to the gym, and then they're like, "Hey, want to get in there and grapple this guy?" Like is that is that what happens? Yeah, I mean you know things change fast. You know, and Chael's a good friend, known for a long time. Um, yeah, like last time I had an opponent change, right? Yeah, it, but for me, I like I I love competing. I love grappling, and and uh, but yeah, everybody's good in submission. I mean this black belt level. Yeah. And, and so again it, it's fun for me it's it's uh i enjoy it it's it's like training but like competing but uh but yeah you know there's some high level guys like, but you know you know when you're when you got a guy there's no there's no easy there's no easy match no you went up against like gabriel checo last time that guy's like what yeah. like, like a six degree black belt like from brazil who's still currently fighting and uh and, and you're really i mean you're a black belt too you're a badass black belt but it seemed like that guy was a lot, he was a lot bigger than you. Yeah. I, I, it's funny. I, I, I'd never seen him. Um, I've heard his name, but yeah, when I, when I saw him in person, I was like, he looked like he was about 220, 230. But, uh, Are you worried about them changing your opponents during the matches? I feel like one, one time you're going to have a second round, you're going to have a new opponent. It seems like that's, yeah, doesn't seem very, uh, like they're, they're stacking the odds, but you're a good sport, man. I mean, you obviously, uh, you could tell that like, um, you could tell you're really good, but you also tell that maybe you've relied on your hands a little bit too much to get you out of fights. Cause it seems like oh. sometimes you're trying to like, you like, you're like, if this is a real fight, I would just pound the shit out of you. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's so, it's so different. MMA is so different. It's because there's, there's so many more threats. There's so many things to worry about. Um, but yeah, no, my whole, you know, my whole 15 years in MMA has been training with strikes and with different, different positions. You know, there's always other ways out, but, uh, but yeah, there's some of these guys that literally have been doing, um, training jujitsu their whole life. So it's in the gi, no gi. Yeah, it's a completely different dynamic without, without striking. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said, the, the, he, he recruits the best. I mean, the, the top level guys, everyone's, everyone's a black belt and, uh, and very good. Now, what about uh, you? What's you? With me, things are good, man. I mean, uh, I got my, my, luckily my wife's mom is in town. She, she's staying with us for a couple of days. Oh, nice. I actually get some work done. I don't, like, oh. I don't know how you do it with like, well, you have three now? I do. Uh, I, I have one two-year-old and she just like, I have to constantly keep, so I'm trying to like balance a career, which is yeah. like, hard because there's no comedy clubs open I'm, I'm doing zoom comedy shows that's my career right yeah. now and then you know putting out content and this and that but at the same time like i, I had two gigs this month both got canceled uh, um so it's a lot of like i don't know man i mean i'm, I'm doing my best and we're saving yeah. money on like a nanny because no, a lot of times like i'm out of town my wife works we get a nanny so we're saving money but my wife's yeah. mom is like hey i'm going back to fresno today and I'm just like, all right, now it's full-time daddy duty. How do you do it with three kids? You know, this is going to sound crazy, 
<laughs> but it's actually easier with more kids just in the sense like, for example, I have a lot of friends, even in Omaha, that have had one kid and they're like, no way, I'm done. Never doing it again. You know what I mean? Like that we're one and done, like, and they're open about that. And then I, I'm kind of like, the, the I'm, I, yeah, obviously I'm a little crazy, but I'm telling them like two is actually makes, you know, they have a playmate, you know, they, they play with each other. It makes it a little easier. It's crazy to say, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work in the beginning, of course, but, um, is, you is know, it my hard to make voice, sure that, Is it hard to make sure that they all get the attention, that you even out the attention? Uh, well, no, I mean, if, if both parents are present, it's, it's not hard. It's really just planning, you know what I mean? Because my boys play with each other a lot and baby girl, she's, she sleeps still a lot. So it's, it balances out, but yeah, it's just a lot of planning, man. That's all it is. Yeah. No, I, I thought about moving to Vegas because the real estate is so much cheaper. You get so much bit more bang for your buck. The MMA yeah. thing is there. The comedy scene is pretty good. I just like, I like coaching wrestling. I like a dime bar. We have friends here. We have a house. My wife has a job here, but I don't know. Yeah. It's very tempting to just get up and go to Vegas because you get so much more bang for your buck. Yeah, I know it is. It, I, I I certainly like it a lot more than I than I thought I would, to be honest. But you know, I, I've been uh, over the last you know ten years. I've been here so much. It's You're yeah. There's, training, a, there's right? a, I mean, are you over at a, at a extreme couture or Cynthia? yeah? There's some good training. Yeah, yeah. Could you? You know, I train with Robert Drysdale and, and Couture's Gym, and uh, but uh, but I mean, yeah, there's a lot of outdoors, a lot of a lot of things to do, a lot of parks, a lot of stuff to do with the family. But uh, did you train with yeah, Adam, I mean, with, with Max Rothschild over there? What's that? You train with Max over at Drysdale? Dude, yeah, he he's a stud, man. I still I still don't get it. I can't believe the the backlash. And I and I might I might be in the minority on here, but I still didn't I disagreed with the whole pushback against Coach Drysdale. Like people were were so upset and just like baffled and it's like you don't understand like, like especially a lot of these guys in the media that don't really understand their relationship. Um, you know, Max has lived with, with Robert and they know each other. Well, like the guy is a, the guy's a stud. I've, I've trained with him a lot. He is really good. You know, of course he took the fight at short notice. You know what I mean? That's going to play a factor, but for, for Rob trying to keep him in the fight and encouraging him and getting all this pushback, is like, give me a break. Maybe I'm the same way. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm like an old school guy, but, but as a coach, like you also know that your kid's gonna have to live with himself quitting, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that might be a lot more painful than the pounding he's gonna take in the octagon. In some weird way, it's like <laughs> he's now gonna have to live with, and you know, in a lot of ways that he would want you to push him, even yeah. if he tells you he doesn't. Now, granted. There has to be a limit. Like after the seventh time when he says no, you go, all right. Yeah. You know, you can't just keep, you can't, you know, but get him there. Get him to the, make him, make him say no 10 times because. Yeah. And, and, and Max Rosshold, like, you're right. I like, I've been following him through Titan FC and everyone's like, he's this new, this kid was like a two-time All-American. He was a college yeah. stud. I think he was like a big 10 champ. You know, yeah. he also. He also has went through a lot of trauma in his life, a lot of family oh, trauma. Really? And I, yeah, like he told me that like he caught his dad beating the shit out of his mom and he threw him out of a window or when he was like six. Yeah, so, I've heard he is, yeah. So I think a lot of that is what's coming into it too. Um, if you want to really get into like some of the psychological problems that he's probably had over the years. Uh, but yeah. I was with Drysdale on that also, for real. 
it's it's sad. The, the frustrating part for me is everybody's going to look at this and take it at face value. Oh, he said he wanted out. He's done. Listen, I've talked to Chael. I've talked to the guys that are the most respected guys in this space, and I and they all agreed with me. They agreed. If a guy wants out, there's a million ways you can stop a fight. You know what I mean? And that's nothing against Max. I think Rob did the right thing. I, I think that, okay, they took a risk. They took a short notice fight. He's not in shape. That's clearly what it came down to. And, and for Rob trying to push him, encourage him, keep him in the fight, like that's his job. You know, that's what, that's what he should do. He should do. You know what I mean? It's like, and then you get these people that are criticizing him who don't compete. Like they've never been in like, like wrestling or, or any sort of mentally tough yeah. sport where you're going to need that extra, you know, you need that extra encouragement. You need those words. Like it just, it blew my mind. I was so, I was just, even with Ariel Hawani, like when he posted that video, it was like, it just makes it, I understand how it looks. If the guy doesn't want to fight, no, you don't have to fight. You could, you could stand up and say, Hey ref, I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to, there's a million ways you can get out of a fight, but for Rob to get the pushback he did, it, it it's, it's complete nonsense. And, I mean, I talked to Chael about it. Chael was like, no, you're right. That's that 100%. Again, if you're going to sit here and, and cut this out and, and show it to the general, you know, the, 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 the general public that doesn't really understand that they're like the casual fans, you know, that, that don't even really watch MMA. So right. that's already crazy. Just to what we do is already out of this world anyway. You know what I mean? Then you're going to add, oh, a guy tr tried to keep a guy to fight who didn't want to fight. It's like, no, he was on the fence. You know, we, if you've never been in a yeah. fight, like, he's, he, we've all been there. He's, he's on the fence. Man, I'm tired. I'm, I don't know if I got another run in me. Well, if, you know, if you really don't want to fight, hey, hey, ref, guess what? I'm done. No, you're 100% right. Um, speaking of short notice fights, so a guy that you fought, Masvidal, who you were doing well against. I was at that fight. You got hurt. You were coming we back. There? Yeah, I was at, you, you got hurt. You were coming back, and then you got your foot stuck in the cage. Um, so, uh, I don't know, I guess maybe it was kind of like one of those cartoons with Wiley Coyote cartoons where like, like, oh, there's Jake with his foot stuck in the cage again. Okay, but, um, no, I was there. Uh, I was like almost crying after that fight. Cause I was like, fuck, you were doing so well. You were coming back. Um, and I think that if you hadn't got your foot stuck in the cage, that fight would have ended differently because you were rocking them and you, you have obviously insane power. This fight, how do you think it's going to go? Yeah, you know, I, I first of all, I, I liked that this fight's happening. Um, I just, I, from a strategic standpoint, I don't think, uh, I don't think it'll be a close fight if it's if if Usman does what he does best. You know what I mean? He's a phenomenal wrestler. He can he can control him. Um, even it, what throws what throws even more into the equation is it being five rounds. Um, nonetheless, it, it, he kind of made a good point yesterday too, um, being that he's got a kind of an already built in excuse if he loses, but it's like, Hey, that's six day notice is six day notice. I mean, the guy, I assume the guy was already been in the gym, been training anyway, but, uh, well, let's talk about no, that. I, I think it's a fun let's, fight. Let's, let's talk about that point. Right. So yeah. when I looked at him, I go, this guy's not been in the gym. I mean, he looks like, really? like, you know, like what Happy Gilmore is caddy. He's hairy. Yeah. He's furry. I mean, his he, he big belly, skinny arms when he was getting his COVID test. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then he went on ESPN and goes, I have to lose 23 pounds in six days. Which, if it was a normal person, I'd say okay. But 
he's a weight class up than he used to fight at. He used to be a five pounder. So now, so now he's 40 pounds heavier than he used to fight at. All right. That being said, I talked to a guy, Charles Rosso, who's an AT- ATT guy. Muscle yeah. always at the gym, even during this. Yeah. And, I believe that. And he lives with his boxing instructor. Yeah. Boxing coach lives in his house. So what else does he have to do? He has nothing else to do. You so, train. And, and, you he trains, go. and he trains all day, supposedly. So yeah, I, I, that being I've said, I mean, sometimes people look like they're at it. And, and he never really gets tired. I mean, yeah. he's not a guy that gasses early. Now, Colby Covington said, he, who, who's trained with Masvidal for five years and who's fought Usman. What did he get? What did he say? Usman's going to ragdoll him. Yeah. He says he's going to ragdoll I think so, too. And, and no disrespect, Masvidal's, he, he's a phenomenal fighter. I just think, like I said, tactically and skill-wise, uh, it's a bad fight for Masvidal. I think Usman... If he fights, you know, Usman's got a he's got a high fight IQ, and and that's really what a lot of these like because there's so many wrestlers that come to the sport that some do well, some don't do well, some do some do horribly well, horribly bad that sh- that are very skilled. Um, but then you guys got like Red Grandy Couture guys like that that who have a very high fight IQ, um, and I think Usman has that. I think that I, I don't think it's going to be a a very competitive fight. I think that like the fans are hoping, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I got Usman by decision. Now you're from you're from Omaha. Uh, I think what's his name? Usman grew up in Omaha or spent time there. Did you know of him growing up? Yeah, he went to college um, with my brother Joe at Nebraska Kearney. They wrestled together um, on the same team, and I actually wrestled him like a few times um, in college in the opens. How'd it go? And he, yeah, he's oh he 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 beat me. He turned me. Uh, you know, I, I, it's funny, I actually, I, I walked on and uh, just getting as many, I was already fighting, but I was getting as many, as many matches as I could to, to just experience, you know, for MMA, which is funny. But yeah, he, I mean, he teched me. He's a, he turned me a bunch, but he's a, he's a, he's a very good writer. He's obviously got uh, great takedowns, but uh, he's, he was very well-rounded in, in wrestling. He wasn't just a, you know, a one, a one-dimensional guy there either. But uh, like I said, if he tactically, he should be able to. I, I, in my opinion, I thought that Gilbert Burns would be a more dangerous fight for Usman. Well, Gilbert Burns called him out, and they train together, right? So if a guy yeah. calls you out and they train together, don't you might kind of think maybe this guy knows something? Oh yeah, I, I, he knows. I, I'm sure he's had a good. He's had a lot of uh, experience training with him, but he also, I mean, you see what he did to Woodley. You yeah. Know, the, the, nobody saw that. Uh, nor nor did I. I thought. I thought that was going to be a very competitive fight, um, but he got the upper hand on, on Woodley and, and early. So now, now, now that you're no longer fighting, Woodley, tell us the truth. He says he came to practice and beat the shit out of you, and you said, that, "Yeah, remember he said he came to practice and just threw you around." And you said that never happened. You threw him around. What happened at that practice? I don't. Woodley and I, we've never, we've never tra- we never sparred. <laughs> he, said he, he said he threw you on your head, remember? And then you said that never happened. But tell us the truth. No, no, well, I can I can assure you that it didn't happen because we've never trained together. But um, no, no, we it's we we listen. Woodley, we we've all we were always cool in, in the wrestling world. We're cool okay. in MMA. Obviously, I've got we had we got offered to fight a few times. Never came. Never happened. Right. You know what I mean? There's nothing to see here. So okay. it's, all right. Yeah, but we know there. I, I don't remember. He was at Rain a couple times. But I, at the time, I wasn't there. 
Um, right. And Mark was like, oh, yeah, we did, Tyrone came in, and I was like, oh, sweet. Like, I wasn't there at the time, but uh, no, we never, you know, we never trained together. Who's the best guy you ever trained with? Hmm. I don't know. I can tell you the hardest working guys I've ever trained with. Um, I would say Aaron Pico, um, like Juan Archuleta. Those are probably a couple of the hardest working guys. No, is that because you're a little older, long in the tooth, and they were like young at the time? I mean, because remember back in the day when you were in your early 20s over at Pat Militich's gym, you don't think maybe you were doing the same shit that Pico and those guys were doing, but it didn't seem as hard? Um, yeah. well, yeah, maybe a bit, but, uh, just as far as like their work ethic is, yeah. is insane. But yeah, as far as the best guys, I, I, it, that's, that's hard to say. I, I have trained so many, so many good guys, but, uh, what do you think it is with Pico? Because I remember there was so much hype behind him and talk about, you know, I guess grooming a fighter the wrong way with Bellator, you throw a guy, his first fight in Madison Square Garden, a guy against who's 11 and four, I think it was Jake Lindsay or somebody that they threw him up against. And it was just like, Oh no. And then he fell in love with boxing and he just wanted to just, and then guys like Freddie Rhodes were telling him that he could be a pro boxer. And yeah. that's not the case. I mean, if you were his coach, what, what would you tell him? Yeah. You know, that's tough. You know, Aaron's a, it, it, it is. It's tough because I would say, as far as like the talent, the talent, and how good he is, that's all. That's all real. That's all hundred percent true. Um, you know, could, could he have? And he had a lot of wrestling experience, which people don't really. You know, obviously that's not MMA experience, but um, yeah, he got he got thrown in the deep end right away, right away. Um, but yeah, you know, could it have been bad management? Sure, sure. Um, is he as good as people say? Absolutely. I think he's better. I mean, yeah, he, he's, he could easily be one of the best guys I've ever trained with. Um, you know, as far as skill, work ethic, mental toughness. I mean, we have these skills. Like, well, it's funny when we train, we'll have these goes in wrestling where it's like um, crazy, crazy back and forth scrambles. And I remember wrestling him when he was 16 and I'm like, I, you know, you could have been a could have been a college kid. Oh, hey, Slade. Hey, Slade, how are you, buddy? Hey, what's up, dude? You're on the podcast. Oh, oh I got grapes. Oh, he's got grapes. Oh, wow. Okay. Those are cool grapes. Oh, lovely. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think with him, it's going to be like a Justin Gaethje thing where um, less exciting is more. You know, like I used to think that Gaethje was pretty beatable because of how perilous he would get. You know, oh, sure. like when he would get into like even with the Michael Johnson guys or with the uh, with Eddie Alvarez or even I mean back in even the PF uh, WSOF days when he fought out yeah. who was it Gaethje versus uh, uh well the Latin guy he had those crazy wars with I forgot the guy's name but but it was just uh oh Ponzinibbio or just not Ponzinibbio but something that sounds like Ponzinibbio but he would leave himself open but it was so exciting where yeah. when he fought yeah. but when he fought Tony Ferguson. It was a way more disciplined Justin Gaethje. Yeah. And a lot better. No, and even looking back on my career, it's it, with, with Aaron, like I look at Pico and man, it, it's never going to be, a, I, I never, I feel like he's never going to get beat on a skill, a skill issue or a, um, is he in shape issue? It's, it's always going to come down to a tactic and strategy. Um, 
but yeah, I, I completely agree. I think his, his, he has a lot of, he has the best, you know, the best days are ahead of him, but um, I think with the right coaches and just the right strategy, he, he, he'll easily be at the top. No doubt. Um, is that okay? Can we still do the podcast or do you, do you, do you, do you, you have to go or? No, there... no, you're good. Yeah. You're good. Oh, good. Um, yeah. Now another fight that's supposed to happen. Um, well, Max Holloway, uh, who's fighting Volkanowski. Holloway says he did no sparring for this fight and had, and had, no, and had no training partners. Um, really? That's what he says. Do you now, believe that? Well, he's not one of these guys that lies. Like, if you went I know, to you're like, right. If it was no, like Kale Sonnen saying that or somebody, right, or right. you'd be like, okay. Or even Colby Covington saying that, you'd be like, all right, this is part of the shtick. But right. Holloway's never lied in his life. So why is now all of a sudden – do you believe that he did no sparring on the training partners? Maybe it's hard. To, honestly, it's hard to believe. But but he, again, he's a he's a guy. Yeah, he he's not a guy I would think that would make that. You know, he's a man of integrity. I don't think he'd be someone to lie. But maybe I don't. That's it's crazy. It's crazy to think. But perhaps. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Perhaps. Not spar. Yeah, I want to do a fight with no sparring and no training partners. Uh, no, no, no. Um, yeah, I've done, I've done some like fights with very little sparring, but still a lot of, you know, drilling and that kind of stuff. But yeah, not, not no sparring, the whole virtual training. I don't know how much, how good a training you, you know, cause you know, it comes your timing. It's always comes down to timing and, and uh, keeping the skills sharp. But I mean, if he, if he, listen, if, if that's true and he goes through and beats, well, God bless. That's amazing. God bless. I mean, I'm about to put like a lot of money. I'm not a lot of money, but I'm, I might make a bet, and it's not gonna be on Max Holloway after hearing that. Uh, I, you know, yeah. <laughs> one guy's yeah. 23 pounds, taking a fight on six days' notice. The other guy has no sparring. Are they just trying to fuck up the odds, or like, how could you, you know, in good faith, make these bets? I know it's like there's something we don't know here. I don't know, but. <laughs> So. And being over there in, in uh, Abu Dhabi too, it's like there's just there's so much, so much. It's such a weird time, you know what I mean? So like even even these these sports books, it's like man, it'd be it'd be really tough to make a lot of these lines for especially this weekend and the next. But there's so many fights that are close. And then I even like I was looking at uh, Paige Van Zandt's fight, the uh, the the gal she's fighting is negative, a huge favorite. Negative nine hundred favorite. I couldn't believe. I was like, wow. It, that that surprised me. Negative nine hundred, like what? Yeah, that's that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like you you don't see those lines unless like it was GSP or John Jones, and you see like a nine hundred or eleven hundred. Like that's why I yeah. was like, what's going on? Is is this girl like, you know, is she the next Amanda Nunes? Like, what are we what are we not seeing here? Well, she's the one that beat the the, the jitsu girl, right? She beat um the one the girl with the fake accent. Oh, what's her name? What's Fake, uh, fake accent. You know, the one that tapped out Gabby Garcia back in the day in jiu-jitsu. She's the prodigy. The girl from – she's from Arizona, but everyone thinks she's from Brazil or uh, – well, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, okay. Great yeah. ass, just had a baby. Who am I, who am I thinking of? Mackenzie Dern? Yeah, Mackenzie Dern. Isn't okay. she the one that beat Mackenzie Dern? I think she's the one that beat Mackenzie Dern. She gave uh, okay. Gotcha. So, gotcha. By the way, so we got Sean McCorkle here, by the way, Ellenberger. Uh, Sean McCorkle, we got Jake Ellenberger. <laughs> Sean always does a McCorkle minute comedy set. It's a three minute <laughs> comedy set. McCorkle's in his car, probably doing some kind of shady delivery. Um, 
but he's one of my favorite people. The man who tapped out Mark Hunt in 59 seconds, okay? The man that was in Bellator. He was in the UFC. He fought in Ryzen. He fought in uh, that Polish. He beat Mario Pujanowski uh, in the first round. World's strongest man. World's strongest man. That's awesome. Give it up for my friend, Sean McCorkle. Let him know. <laughs> Looking at this video, I know I'm the world's biggest face also. God, I got to get off the carbs. Um, <laughs> no, I'm up here at a Cadillac dealership, man. I bought an Escalade last week because what better to do when the economy's crashing than spend money on an Escalade? And uh, they charged me a $2.99 fee that they said with the BMV. And uh, so I've been arguing with them literally all day. It's the third dealership of that company I've gone to arguing with people. So that's where I'm at, doing something kind of shady, but getting my money back. Anyway, um, the McC that's really boring. Uh, as far as the McCorkle Minute goes, you guys, um, I was seeing today that, you know, George Masvidal Street Jesus got his new deal. Uh, he was wanting really bad. He said he had to fight it, sign a 10-fight contract. And they asked Dana about it. And he said, this is nothing new to us. You know, for 20 years, we've been getting things done. Uh, we, you know, we're the only ones putting on sporting events during this pandemic. Uh, we can always do amazing things. And I was thinking about Dana. It's awesome, man. Like, Dana's an inspiration to people everywhere. It's just proof that with enough hard work, dedication, and billionaire childhood friends, you can accomplish anything. <laughs> True. That's, a, uh, that's a Jake's boss, by the way. But, all right, go on. Perfect. I love Dave. Dave is awesome. Um, that said, uh, you know, so Kamara Usman was saying that uh, he doesn't – they're saying the BMF belt, I guess, isn't on, uh, isn't on the line. Uh, that's what they were saying for this. Um, and uh, – which I find kind of odd. I thought that, you know, I mean, how, when are you going to defend it? I guess he's not bad enough to do it. But um, he was saying that even if he won the belt, he would just put it in the closet. Uh, he said he'd just throw it in his closet. Um but uh, he's going to have to wait until Brendan Schaub comes out of it in order for oh. him to have him to put the – so that's going to be an issue. Um, also, um, you know, so Mike Tyson's making his comeback. Um, he's, uh, John Jones, of all people, wants to fight him, which is weird. I don't, I don't see Tyson coming back for a fight in the octagon, but John Jones said he'll box him if he'll fight him in the octagon. And so a lot of people are saying, how is John Jones going to, you know, maybe try to use his reach? How in the world can he, uh, you know, even compete with Tyson in a boxing ring? And John Jones, I read, actually said he plans on standing there and trading with him. You know, he said he's not going to hit him and run. Uh, that's not his style. So uh, in addition to, if that's true, in addition to uh, taking COVID tests before the fight, they're probably going to take pregnancy tests also. Uh, <laughs> well, well, yeah. So, <laughs> I had another joke, but it's probably a little too hot for TV. Uh, right, let's, hear it. let's hear it. Let's hear it. Uh, let's just see. Let's hear it. I'll tell you an awesome story about someone I know real quick. Okay. You know, PEDs are a big thing. This is a true story. PEDs are a big thing in uh, MMA, you know, the UFC. Everybody's talking about it. I love steroids, personally, but um, Adam knows that. But uh, I'm taking HGH right now. It's amazing. Like, everything heals right away. Apparently, it doesn't make your face get skinnier, but uh, it, uh, it does make everything heal really fast. So, uh, back in the day when I was trying to lose weight to make the UFC, you know, like, I walked around with, like, 11% like body fat at 325, you know? Like, I started to get abs about I had one of my fighter friends tell me that he would, uh, he had a fat burner that would, uh, I don't want to reveal who, he had a fat burner that would help me out. It would help me lose weight really fast. So I ended up taking it, you know, but he said, just take one in the morning, one before you work out. I take one one morning and I start feeling feverish and sick. And um, I uh, decided not to work out that day. So I feel a little better later on. I take another one before I go work out. Again, felt sick. So this happens three days in a row. 
So finally, I decided to like look up this supplement. Like maybe I'm having an allergic reaction or adverse reaction to it. So I look it up and look up side effects, and it's like if your horse has trouble breathing. Oh uh, God. If your horse begins to have seizures, and I was like, wait, your horse? And so apparently it was a horse asthma medicine given to me as a fat burner. Wow. And, uh, so I hit the fighter up and asked him, I said, Mother Effer, did you give me a horse asthma medicine and tell me that was a fat burner? He goes, yeah, it's great. It makes your temperature run like 103 all day, so you just burn fat all day. Oh, come and, on. I was like, dude, you know how bad that is for you? He goes, well, I've never taken it. I don't know, but I assume it's probably not good. So <laughs> he gave it to me, and I thought Ooh. it was just – it turns out it was a, a horse asthma medicine. So, uh, yeah, 100, 203 feet per day is to cut weight. One day I'll write a book and no one will read it. But I'll, <laughs> I'll read it. For doing that because he's one of these guys that cracked me up. He was criminally charged if they're on PEDs. Meanwhile, he'd be looking at 30 felony counts if that were the case. Wow. Like, you know, I mean, immediately he's like, I can't like that. I'm like, dude, I'm doing everything in the world. What are you talking about? Horse asthma medicine, but he took everything else. So, well, well, thank you, thank you, McCorkle. We'll see you next week, brother. You're the best. Awesome. Be, be, be safe out there. I love you, man. All right. So before we go on a little more, I want to say, listen, people. We heard all the rumors, but the wait is finally over. Jake, it's over. Fight Island is primed and ready to go. This Saturday night, the fighters will be taking the talents to Abu Dhabi. I've been to Abu Dhabi on a military tour. Uh, it's a beautiful place. It's two, UFC 251. The lineup of fights this week is the best one yet. And DraftKings, which is the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you in the center of the action starting this Thursday with a free shot at a $1 million top prize. A million dollar top I can use a million bucks. You, Jake? Sure, of course. Now, if you haven't tried it yet... Fantasy MMA is easy to play, really easy. You just pick six fighters, stay underneath the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. No better way to play uh, than to put your MMA knowledge to the test and to compete for a shot at $1 million. But if the MMA is not your thing, don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf as well for this week's tournament. So now, with, million, with millions of dollars up for grabs this week, there's no better place to have skin in the game then with DraftKings. Trust me, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, call to action. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code ROASTED to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize for this weekend's UFC 251 contest for your first deposit. That's promo code ROASTED to get a free shot at $1 million with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. There's a minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Yes, DraftKings. Check it out. Jake. Hello. Yo. Yo, what's up, man? What's up? So, uh, so my, by the way, so Frankie Edgar, uh, his opponent's out uh, because he tested positive for COVID. Oh, did he? Yes. I, I just saw that that fight was off, and I was like, damn, why? I mean, Pedro's a great guy, another guy. Um, but damn, that's too bad. Now it seems like there's like a thing of a who wants to fight Frankie Edgar. It's like a it's it's crazy. Um, I know that some people are saying Aljamain Sterling might fight him. I know Jimmy Rivera wants to fight him. Cheeto wow. Rivera wants to fight him. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think Aljamain would be a good fight for him. It'd be a tough fight for him, but it'd be good for Frankie because if he wins, he's uh, right there. Yeah. No. I, for some reason, I thought they trained. Never mind. I thought they trained again. But no, they're both up. Yeah. I got you. New Jersey, New York. All right, we're good. Who do you think wins that fight? 
with Aljamain. Yeah. He's man. He's he's a stud. It, it kind of just depends if he shows up like his last fight. First of all, let me back up. Frankie has got to be one of my favorite fighters of all time. Just I mean, look at the guy's career. I remember you know when he fought the Gray Maynard fights. I mean, he's you know the guy has had an incredible career. Um, it, it's hard to say. You know what I mean? Like it's you got this is not a young man's sport. I mean, it's I mean sorry, it's a young man's sport. It's not a it's tough to keep fighting these young, you know, the next hungry, hungry guy. But uh, it's hard to say. I mean, I was made look great in his last fight. You know, he could certainly get the W on him. But you know, is he in shape? That kind of thing. Will all those questions come in play? Right, yeah. right, right. Now let's talk about you because you moved to Vegas, which is the fight capital of the world. Did you? Um, have you been like? How do you do again? Are you going to the uh, pro practices? What's that? Pro. You're going to the pro practices. Now, yeah, yeah. How, how do you do in there? Are you like in shape? Are you beating up some of these some of these like pros or what? Uh, <laughs> well, see, Adam, I I'm not, I help a lot. There's a few guys that I help train. Um, I don't go in there and just spar. No, there's you know they know those. There's absolutely no point of that. Um, I've sparred enough rounds in my life and had enough fights, but uh, yeah. Yeah. no, I do. I, I like you know Eric's asked me to you know come in there and, and help sometimes help coach and just. Um, it's it's a cool thing. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of guys at the tours, but uh, there's there's always a few people who have fights coming up and just kind of seeing their their strategies and. Um, I mean, you seem really nice and laid back. Um, do you ever like? I mean, so you go there, you see a guy who's fighting for let's say Bellator, and you're like, hmm, I could help this guy. How do you approach him? Do you say, listen, buddy, you're you know you're coming in with your lap. Oh, no, this, this isn't a charity. I'm not helping him. No, hell no. Um, I, you know, I, I got guys that I like, I actually like, right? People right. that I like and I'll help, you know. But no, I mean, there's, you know, I, last week I, I got to train with Randy and, and Jay Haran was there, a bunch of, you know, guys that I've known for a while. So it was, it was cool. It is cool. But, uh, but yeah, Randy, no, I, Randy, I, I, still training? Randy Couture? Yeah, he was, he was training last week. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How does, how does he do? You know what? He, the guy is incredible. His, his awareness, it, it, like the the natural. I mean, the guy. He, he's he's a hard round for everybody, man. It's it's fun. It's good. It's just cool to see that. It's inspiring. He did last week. Yeah. Who do who do you go against? Like Nganu? Yeah. Yeah. No. Randy was sparring Nganu? Yeah, he 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 sparred with a bunch of guys. You know, I got to do around with him, but yeah, he he did. Wait, wait, no, oh, yeah. Francis Nganu. The heavyweight, the huge correct, was sparring correct. with Randy Couture. Correct. And now was Francis? Are you making this up? I'm not making this up. Was Francis throwing crazy bombs at him? Was he trying to knock him out? Well, no, no, I mean, let's you know, he, let's be respectful here. No, Francis is a giant, a giant human, a giant scary human. But uh, no, yeah, they were working for sure. Um, but no, it wasn't like trying to knock him out. No way. Was Randy getting takedowns on him? Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't remember, to be honest. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go into that. Yeah. Wow. So Randy Couture, yeah. you heard it here first, people. Randy Couture fucked up in Ghana in the gym. I didn't uh, say that. <laughs> people didn't say that. <laughs> post this everywhere. No, that's, but, yeah. okay. So, and then what no. about, Tim, what about Tim Johnson? Is, is he over there too? Who's that? Tim Johnson. Yeah, you know the gym's been—it's been busy. I mean, last week there was probably sixty, 
people sparring. Like it's wow. <laughs> there's a lot of they're both mats are filled. But uh, uh, do you uh, train over with uh, Jay Haran? Yeah, he was. We didn't train last week, but yeah, he was in there. He was in there. He comes you in guys, once. Do you guys still have beef or no? No, 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 no. Yeah, we're cool. Yeah, oh, you guys he's awesome. Cool? Yeah, for sure, for sure. You guys squashed it because I know that you guys fought twice. It's one and one. Is yeah, it like you know, we never really had beef. Um, yeah, we, you know, we. He was my first loss, and then obviously I came back and and, and beat him in the UFC. But uh, well, yeah, one on one. But no, we. Is it like Rocky three at the end of Rocky three when he goes? I gotta have one more thing, and they do the last round of sparring, but we don't know who won. Was, was it like <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no? Okay. No, he is. He is. Uh, no, he gets after it. He gets in there and gets after it. But uh, now, there are a lot of hot women that train there. A lot of hot girls, and you have a very hot wife. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't have. Do, do girls ever see your, do girls ever see your wife and be like? Because I know sometimes girls see you with a hot girl. And they get competitive, and they try to see if they can win you over. Um, do they ever come up to you, and they're like, "Oh, well, he's got a hot wife. Let me try to, you know, see if I could beat her through him." Not really, no, no. I mean, everyone's very, I mean, everyone's very respectful in, in the in the gym. It's oh. there's not. First of all, there's not a lot of females that that train right, there right. anyway. But uh, no, the ones that are, you know, they're very respectful and. Uh, How's uh, Brad Tavares doing? I'm pretty – Adam, listen, I'm pretty boring. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I'm not I, – I know I, I know. I had some wilder days earlier earlier in my life, but I'm pretty boring right now. I, You know, I, I get to I, – I train. <laughs> I work out. I work. I got kids. But, uh, yeah, I'm kind of pretty boring. What, what are you talking about boring? Back in the day, you were like – I mean, Jake Ellenberger. I mean, I remember telling you, you telling me that there was like – all kinds of shows you were going, like there was like festivals and you were going to this girl's house, that friend with the big boobs you know, talking Festival. about. And that's where you met your wife. And you guys were like, it was like three day like Woodstock in Orange County with topless women everywhere. And I'm not sure what that means. Huh? <laughs> it doesn't happen anymore, huh? It's over for you. All right. No, no. All right. Let's, uh, now it's kids. let's, let's preview some of the, um, Let's let's preview some of the fights this week. All right, so this LFA fight uh, in South Dakota, Justin Gonzalez versus Jake Childers. Who wins? Who is it? Forget it. All right, so it's a it was an LFA fight. Um, oh my my bad. All right, so Peter Yan versus Jose Aldo. Who, who else is doing shows besides UFC? Anybody or no? Uh, the LFA. Just the LFA. Okay, no Bellator, not yet. No, and then also the KSW. Uh, oh, okay. Norman pa Norman Park is fighting. Uh, I like him. Nice yeah, guy. Too. Yeah, he's fighting guys fourteen and zero. Matthias Gamrot, and then uh, Marcin Warlsek. I don't know who that is, uh, but yeah. Again, so, Norman Park. Bunch of guys with a lot, a lot of uh, vowels in their name. All right, who so, you got? Oh, we're talking about the UFC. UFC. Um, Peter Yan versus Jose Aldo. Yan, I'm gonna yeah. I mean, it'll be a good fight, but I, uh, Jan's kind of, he's kind of the young blood. I think he's going to get it. But I know. I, I don't even know why Aldo gets this fight. I mean, it's, this is for a title. Yeah. Isn't, you said it's for a title, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's getting, I'm sure he's making, making, a, making a good payday for that. So. Do you think Cejudo's going to stay retired? No, no chance. 
no chance. Is is that strictly money grab, right? Uh, yeah, something. I mean, something like that. But yeah, he 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 certainly is going to fight again. No doubt about it. Now, especially he, when you can start, you know, when you can start asking for the bigger paydays. Uh, yeah, why wouldn't you? Now, Sean mentioned Tyson versus John Jones at a boxing match. Who wins that? No Tyson, chance. Right? Tyson wins, right? I mean, fifty-three is that how old he is? Yeah, but it's just boxing. That doesn't. That doesn't. Uh, I you mean, think John Jones beats him in a boxing match. How many rounds? <laughs> uh, let's say six. If it's three rounds, Tyson. If it goes over three, John Jones. I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm just. I don't, I'm. I'm trying to think like. Uh, with the youth that John has, I mean, I'm not even talking skill. It's like, man, they got a guy 20 years younger. Yeah, but a lot of guys, I'm 20 years younger than Tyson. I can't fuck him up. I mean, 20, still, I mean, yeah, but still Mike Tyson. He looks great. Have you seen him? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's training with uh, Rafael Cordero. Which is also crazy. Yeah, like, he looks great. Yeah. How, how did he do that? Because he looked obese, like six, like two years ago. He looked like, like he was like huge and now he looks like a bodybuilder how does someone do that jake well it, i i would imagine it's a lot of hard work and working out i'm i'm no uh i'm not a mathematician but i think it's a do you think there's any PRT involved or or hgh perhaps i i don't know i can only speculate at him got it uh all right jessica and versus rose namayunas Oh, I'm going to go with Thug Rose. But really? That's a, that's a good fight. They fought once, right? Yeah, Jessica threw on her head. She was winning. Oh, uh, yeah. Jessica yeah, that was, yeah that was scary. That was scary. Yeah. You know, and, and Rose, I mean, she is a very, uh, you know, that's a perfect example. You can't judge a book by its cover. She doesn't look like like uh, the scary lion that she is, but she is a damn, she's a, She's a beast, though. I, I'm going to go with Rose. Uh, the thing is, I wish she would have had, like, one or two mental fights to come back. Because I feel like she's also extremely mental. Like, remember, she was supposed to fight on that Conor McGregor card and pulled out when the glass, when, uh, when McGregor, well, no, the, the, the Khabib card, when Conor threw the, the dolly. Oh, yeah. After her. And she seems like she's also, like, she's got a lot of emotional issues. And I, I love Doug Rose. But when you, somebody slams you on your head like that, People people presume that you're dead, and then your first fight yeah. back is against that same person. That's rough. I wish there was a fight in between, or two. Yeah, it's. I know it. it, it that's that's one of the things too. It's like, from a business standpoint, when you have somebody who's, well, for a former champion, but also very highly paid. You know, you're looking at the, the P and L and the sheet. Like, you can't give him. You know, you're you're paying them. If you let hypothetically, let's say you're paying somebody a couple hundred thousand dollars, you can't just give them a a brand. Someone new is getting, you know, like it just they, they it's it's kind of like Ronda. You know what I mean? Like once you're the champ and you're in that you're in that position, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to give somebody. There's there's no gimme fights. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like even somebody who's dominated and they come back and like there's no, you know what I mean? There's no. There's so no let's like get some. Like I'll give you like a number ten guy or twelve guy, get your foot back, and then all of a sudden. Yeah, no, 
I agree with you though. I agree with you. I think that people, it's not like boxing where you can get a few, a few gimmies, you know, get your head in the right space, get in the right routine and, and get back to the top. But, uh, I mean, that's, uh, it is a very unforgiving sport. No doubt. So, uh, like we said, Paige Van Zandt versus Amanda Rebus, who's a negative 900 underdog, which is crazy. Um, and then uh, who do we like in that? I got Paige with the upset. Really? Yeah. Now you're good friends with Austin, though, right? Huh? Aren't you good friends with her, 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 her man, her, her boyfriend? Who's that? Who's that? Austin Vander. Austin Vander. Saying yeah, yeah. No, he's a good dude. Yeah, he's yeah. A good, you guys are a lot alike. Both hardworking guys, blue collar, girls above your pay grade. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Fair I, play, I, Adam. Fair play. I, I like him a lot. I think he's a good dude. I like yeah, Paige a lot. Awesome, too. I like he's both awesome. of them. I have to. Paige is like so pretty. I can't even look at her when I see her because I have to like. She's so. I have to like. I don't know. I feel like I'm. She's just a really pretty person. Very attractive girl. All right. So we got uh, Andre Feely joining us. By the way, uh, Jake. Yeah. So yeah. Awesome. Touchy Feely, how are you? You're on the what podcast up, what up? with me and Jake Ellenberger. How you doing, <laughs> man? boy? What up, Virgin? What's up? What's up, guys? Good, good. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I, uh, life, life is good. What's so up, brother? You're moving? Yeah, dude. I'm in the middle of, uh, I just packed up my, I have a fucking comic book room that I just packed up, and now I got to pack up my actual room. And, What's that? And, uh, and this fucking idiot's not helping at all. Where are you moving to? Uh, I am, so my roommate, I live with another fighter. Uh, I think you'll see him in the in the in the UFC pretty soon here. Um, his name's Anthony Avila. He he just bought a house, and uh, so we're moving to his place. And then I actually just found out today that my offer got approved uh, to buy my first home. So I'm moving in with him. Uh, another another neighborhood in Sacramento. I'll, I'll live with him for a couple months, and then when my house is done with escrow, uh, I'm moving to my first house. So I'm really stoked. Congratulations, man. Well, you deserve it. You, you deserve Thank to fucking have like six houses. The way you're fighting, holy shit. Man. I'm work. I'm working on it, dude. I'm working on it. Shit. How did you break your hand in the fight? Is that what happened? Yeah, I fractured it. It was just kind of a weird, like, freak thing. I think because we were fighting opposite stance, I just caught him at a weird angle, and it's not even really the my the knuckles that I punched with. I just kind of clipped my thumb weird, and it, it I think it sort of bent back and fractured uh, where my thumb meets my wrist. So I had a had a pretty easy surgery. I got pins in it right now. Um, two weeks, I get the pins out and the cast off, and then uh, hopefully get back to training. You know, I, I'm still training now, but I'm working around the cast. It's kind of fucking difficult, but I'm staying in shape. Uh, I'm hopefully fighting Bryce Mitchell in uh, in October. So I mean, wow, I'm getting I'm getting ready for that. That's gonna be a fight and a half. Yeah, dude, that kid's he's fucking good, dude. Uh, and he's he's tough. He's entertaining. That's the kind of fights I want to have. Like, you know. Uh, I'm 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 trying to win fights. I'm trying to win fights against guys with big names and and put on exciting fights and get paid, do all the things you know. But it, it's important to me um, to to I, I, when I'm done, no one will ever be able to say I was in a boring fight. You know what I mean? So uh, Dude, that, that's that important. last fight you had me, I was like really worried about you in the first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I mean, yeah, dude. That kid, that kid, uh, that kid snuck a fucking. I thought, I thought. I, I didn't even know what he hit me with until I went back and watched the fight. I didn't see the left hand at all. Like, I, 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 he snuck it in good. I didn't see the shot at all, and those are the ones that can hurt you. So, um, you know, I was just watching the, the fight recently, 
and I was laughing because he fucking spun me around with that left hand. It was a, uh, it was a hell of a shot, but man, I got, I mean, I'm not, I mean, knock on wood. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking, yeah. You, you got to hit me with a fucking, you got to hit me with a fucking baseball bat, you know, oh, even man, then you need a new bat. Back harder from behind than Anderson Cooper, man. I mean, that was, uh, that, oh. I, I really thought that you were like, how did, how does someone recover so quick? I don't know. I wasn't really thinking about it. I just kind of was in the fight. You know, like it wasn't a conscious choice. Like I just fucking looked up one minute I was fighting on my feet and the next minute his goofy ass was on top of me, like in my face. Now I'm on my back. I'm like, all right, well, keep the feet on the hips, active open guard and get this motherfucker off me so I can get back to punching him. It just Jake, that ever happened to you? You ever have a fight where like one minute you're on the feet, next minute some guy's on top of you? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. What fight yeah. was that for you? Oh geez, there's been some fights where yeah, where have you been, you know you've been hit and you're like, kind of fast forward five a few seconds like, yeah, shit, <laughs> right, exactly, yeah, you you uh, I got clipped, I got clipped and then all of a sudden he was on top of me and I'm like wait what the fuck, some I don't know exactly what happened but I know that we need to move now like I don't know exactly what happened but I know that it wasn't what I wanted so let's get the fuck out of here that's there's it's not like an it's not like a conscious thing it's more just like a yeah, you just got to hurry up and get back to your feet. I actually think – I think I was winning that round, and I think – like, he clipped me. So, it's obviously got to be 10-9 him, but I think I won – was winning the round, like, decidedly winning the round before he caught me and after he caught me, even after he had rocked me. So, um, I mean, it was, it was awesome. And you came back, and you came back with a vengeance. I mean, you were doing some such – you get better every single fight, man. Thank you. I'm, I'm trying, man. I – uh I'm never happy with my performances, to be honest, man. I don't, I don't really, doesn't really matter. Like, there, there have been a couple, you know, like um, the fight in, in SAC where I knocked out Shaman. Like, that that was a good feeling, you know. It was cool to get that win in my home city. Like, there are times where, uh, you know, I'm excited about a win or something. I'm always excited to win, but I, I'm almost never, like, happy with my performance. I, I just go back and watch that fight. I just see things that need to be fixed, you know. I, I see improvement, and I see things that I'm, I, I want to keep, and, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm proud of myself for doing, but – it, it's just there's just always room for improvement man like i, I really you know i want to be the best 45er in the world you know i want to be well, the, i, I want to be i was in i was in jersey and there was a guy who's like he's in another organization he's probably the number one jiu-jitsu guy in the world and he was telling me he's like dude this fucking kid came and sparred me today he was amazing I, and he was talking about you i'm not gonna say who it is i don't want to blow up a spot but you, I'm, yeah, sure no. you know what I'm talking about but he was he was floored with how good you were that so, means a lot man thank you Hell yeah. I, um, yeah, it's, it's coming together, man. Um, I think, um, I've had ups and downs in the cage, um, over the past, like, man, the past couple of years were rough. The last, the last year or two have been great. Um, there was a rough spot for about three years there and, you know, it's embarrassing almost to admit, but it's, I don't think it was physical. It was just all mental. I was just, you know, it was bullshit here or, or, you know, not getting my head in the right place or not putting in the, a, a huge part of, of the game for me now is, is mental training, you know, is uh, working with a sports psychologist and, and, and really taking a look. Like I'm, I feel like I'm a pretty analytical guy, you know, so it, for, for a while I was ignoring sort of the, the, the whys, you know, the, the, the reasons why, or taking a hard look at, at what works for me and what doesn't, I, I kind of got into this rhythm where I wasn't in a good headspace mentally and I just kind of treated it treated fighting like work you know it was like just show up get the training go in the fight you know I didn't I didn't take a step back and appreciate 
how how cool it is to get to fight in the fucking UFC and do what I've been wanting to do my whole life. And I didn't take a take a hard look at the reasons why. You know, it kind of it turned into a job for me, and and now I'm back in love with it. And and it's the results are night and day. You know, it, it's it's I feel completely different. You know, and it's it's a beautiful thing, for sure. Jake, that ever happened to you? Yeah, no, I I can agree completely, man. Like when it, when it, it's it's tough because when you get in such a like routine of training and training camps and preparing for fights. It kind of turned into a job. You're just showing up to the gym. You know, instead of like, again, taking a little break, you know, maybe you reset mentally and falling in love. You know, you remember what you're, what you're doing or remember why you're there. So I completely – I found myself there a bunch of times, you know, over the last few years of my career. It was just like need to take a break or, or, or take a little vacation to get away, you know what I mean, just to kind of yeah. reset. But dude, yeah. I, I feel it for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, I think it's also – I mean, you can probably test this – <clears throat> you've, you've done it a long time. It's, it's one of those things where like when you're young and you're like, I'm going to be in the fucking UFC. And then you get to the UFC and you're excited about that. And you, you take a tough loss or you have something happen in your personal life where you sort of get to this point where you're, you're a kid and you want to make it. And then you start to make it. And then things don't go according to plan. And you get to a place where you're like, damn, you wake up in the morning and you have to fall back on the discipline because the, the passion isn't there. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know if it's, I don't know if there's anything that a human being can be passionately in love with every day for 15 years. Like whether it's a person, a fucking, a, a car, a house, a, a job, a, a, an animal. Like, I don't think you can, I mean, there's nothing, I don't think there's anything that a human being can be like, I love this every morning <laughs> of every day for 15 years, you know, like. So I, I just sort of hit that patch, but I hit it young because I started so young. So it's like I, I was training by 15. So by like 23 or 24, I'm almost a decade in the game, you know, and I'm like, I'm waking up and it's, it feels like a job, you know. So I had to sort of reset and remember like, dude, this is what I, I you know, on my worst day fighting, like on the most, on the shittiest day training, it's still better than a fucking office job, you know, like it's it, 15 year old me would fucking kill to be yeah. where I'm at, you know? And you got to yeah. keep that in mind. Stand-up comedy is the same way. As soon as I start looking at other people going, why am I there, there, and I forget about what I actually, where I came from. Right, right. 20, 21 years ago, I was on the streets of New York City giving out flyers and forming a donut shop in supermarkets. Like, I, right. was, I was literally on True Life, I'm a comic, in a laundromat doing comedy. It's like, yeah. it's like documenting. <laughs> so right. then I, and, then, and then I go, well, fuck, now I'm on a billboard in Vegas, but... But that's not enough because I'm looking at right. Crystalia, who's in front of like, right. a Netflix special. And I'm going, what the fuck? How come I'm not, you know, it's, it's, just, it's really important to not get carried away with that. Right. It's easy, right. dude. It's easy to start comparing. Chris, Chris oh. Delia probably right now isn't the guy you want to be anyways. No, yeah, not, well, well now he's not the catch a predator. But, but before that, yeah. he's not like, he's not <laughs> yeah, like that's, if Netflix. there's a guy, if there's a guy to not be, it's that fucking Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, I, I agree. Though. I think. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Now, like, um. By the way, how's your rap? Your rap career. You actually, I think you're the best rapper in MMA. Uh, okay. Before we move on to that, I actually, I actually think that's a, a a huge testament. Like now that we're kind of speaking it out loud, how how much does that speak to not comparing yourself to others? Because in your head, in your head, you're like, fuck, man. Like I've made it so far, but I'm not where Chris Daly is. Like I'm, I'm not. You know, I'm not fucking. I didn't. I don't have the Netflix special yet. And then you look at this person. Not even him specifically, but it, it, it's kind of a testament. Like you look at a person and go, "Man, like look how fucking good his life is." And now, and now yeah. that all changes. That all oh. changes overnight. Like you look at that guy. 
a week ago or a month ago or three months ago, you'd look at that guy and be like, yeah, I'd probably trade him lives. And now you look at it, you're like, fuck that guy. Like, I'm well, so happy. Like, you, you never know what is actually going on in people's lives, man. And it sounds corny, but there's no life better than the one that you're fucking living, man. Like, if, you, if, you're, if you're doing what makes you happy and you're doing good and you're putting good out in the world, man, like, you can't compare, what you're, you can't compare your life to anybody else's, you know? And I think yeah, that's... that's that example specifically speaks to that, you know? Well, that, I think that, like, also a lot of times when I start to do that, I go, yeah, you know, look, well, look at Theo Vaughn. He's on XYZ and his, look at his right. numbers and my numbers. But then I go, well, look at my fucking wife who I love and look at my daughter and look right. at, and look at this. So you got like, you, it's not just one thing. I think people get, 100%. whenever you just focus on that one result in that one thing, it can really fuck you up. You have to have a whole life. Around, right. Besides okay. just, Dude, the, comp the comparative mindset man it's 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 definitely toxic like i remember when i was younger like my when i first in ufc and you look at some of the you look at the guys like you're like man look at this guy's life must be un amazing you know what i mean like it's so easy to do it's easy to compare you know but yeah, yeah again, I, I think like, i oh sorry go ahead good no no i was just saying like, yeah even like adam like i remember when i first started fighting and my dream was like dude one day if I could fight one time in the UFC, you know what I mean? That's it. My life would be complete. And you know what I mean? And then I ended up fighting 22 times. So it's like yeah. my original goal was to fight one time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's even like you can't compare. It's, it's, it's honestly, man, it comes down to realizing like you don't, you got, you got to do the best you can every day, but you don't really know shit. Like if you right now were to talk to you back then and, whose goal was like if i could just fight in the ufc once you right now would be like dude you don't know what the fuck you're talking about you're gonna yeah. fight you're gonna fight two dozen times like like yeah. and i think for me like i just turned 30 a couple weeks like two weeks ago and for me now at this age the, the, the oh, i feel the same it's just that now i've seen more like like the bigger picture has got like the, the 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 my ability to see the picture has gotten a little bigger a little bigger a little bigger and the real revelation is that I can sit back and be like, okay, I see more at 30 than I did at 20. But the difference is now I understand, like, I still probably don't see shit. Like, when I'm 50, I'll look back at right now. But at least the, having the understanding of, like, look, I don't actually know. Like, I don't know what that guy's life is. I don't know what my life will be in 10 years. Like, all I can do is fucking appreciate where I'm yeah. at right now and just be fucking excited to do the best I can. And it sounds kind of corny. It sounds kind of like hippie or whatever. But it's like, that's it, dude. Like, you got to just fucking be excited about what you do and, and do the best, the fucking best you can. Everything else is just fucking noise, man. hundred percent. Right. Um, yeah. but I'm the best rapper. I'm the best rapper in MMA. You yeah. are the best rapper. <laughs> <laughs> he legit has like a whole squad of rappers. Uh, and, his, and they put, they put out like really good music. Um, any new stuff coming out? Um, I've really been focusing on, uh, on, uh, I'm in a band called born breach. Uh, it's on Spotify you guys to check it out we did we dropped like a little five song ep we're gonna do another uh piece of music it's been hectic man like i, I stopped focusing on music for, for a while because i was in fight camp and then i went from fight camp to fight like i went to fight week and then i had sur i won the fight i had surgery and now i'm moving and buying a house so it's been like two or three months of not being able to focus on the band but um, we are. I am still cooking up music. The band. The band has been my main musical focus. So you're also a movie uh, star too. You're you were you're at a movie on uh it's on iTunes. Right? Yeah, it's on uh the movie is on Amazon Prime. Amazon Video. Amazon Prime. And what's the movie called? Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, it's called it's called Green Rush. Hey, he's the lead in a movie. And you play this like drug lord? No, I'm not the lead. I'm I'm a supporting guy, but I I play like a a sketchy weed farmer cousin. <laughs> Which, which, like, I'm from Northern California, so I basically just, I basically played every dude I went to high school with. You know what I mean? Like, dude, you, you told me you had an ankle bracelet on during high school. Uh, no, like the year after high school, I had an ankle bracelet. I had an ankle monitor. I had a house arrest ankle monitor on when I joined Team Alpha Male. I would have loved to see their faces when you walk in with an ankle. Oh, monitor. dude. They oh, must dude. Everybody was just like, "Who the fuck is this idiot?" Like. I had I had a fucking I had a mohawk with the sides of my head tattooed. Uh, I had uh, an ankle monitor on, um, and I was just la I'm the same kid. I was just loud and obnoxious as fuck. And like now, when I make stupid jokes at, at, at Alpha Male, like maybe half the room will laugh because like they know me and they know my sense of humor. Like if I get half the room, I'm doing good. When I was like. <laughs> When I was like 19, I would make jokes and nobody would. I mean, it would be crickets, dude. I'd make a joke. I'm used to like my group of friends who are yeah. just like, we just say awful like shock value shit and roast the fuck out of each other every chance we get. Like, just say the most hurtful personal shit just as a as a form of affection, you know? Like, yeah, of course. so I'm used to, I'm used to that. And then I come to Alpha Male and all those guys, you know, they they have you know like. The guys out there have a sense of humor. It's, there's a there's a brotherly love, but just I'm just such a fucking uh, uh, I, I don't know I'm, I I don't know I'm a fucking I'm an acquired taste I'm an acquired taste dude. No, and, dude, I'm, you're talking to somebody whose whole career is an acquired taste. Uh, now, would I mean would would Cody no love fucking laugh at you or no? I gotta run. Say again. You got you gotta leave. Sorry, yeah, I gotta run. Would oh, Cody good, no, good would, you, uh, would, uh, would, uh, would 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 Cody? Uh, thanks, Jake. Hey, you too, brother. Good to see you, man. Where, where can people find you, Jake? Hey, What's up? Where can people find you? Ellenberger, Ellenberger MMA. Ellenberger Yeah. All right, thanks. You guys last fight. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Thanks, Ellenberger. So would, I, would, I, would Cody at least laugh or no? Yeah, Cody. I'll get a chuckle out of Cody. Um, I'll get uh, – so if I make a joke, it's some of the younger – I mean, that shows you my maturity level, I guess. It's the younger It's the younger dudes uh, who laugh. Um the dudes who are kind of the other like outcast dudes on the team, like some of the dudes I kind of came up with will laugh. Um, Danny will give me like a disappointed, just like, <laughs> he'll like, he'll like laugh, but in a way where he's just like, I can't like, he'll just be like, I can't believe I'm still like treat you as my own. Like he'll kind of like <laughs> begrudgingly chuckle to himself under his breath and then like talk shit and like give me a look like the last call face we just like can't believe like that he, he accepts me as one of his own um uriah will take like a like a like a long like 10 second pause to look at me and like look at the room and then like laugh to himself but it's like it's more of like a it's more of like a disappointed father laugh um and Chad Mendez, does he find any of this funny? Mendez, Mendez, dude, honestly, of all the of all the OG dudes, Mendez thinks I'm the. I think Mendez, Mendez, and uh, and Benavidez, like me and Benavidez have the same sort of sick humor, yeah. and then and then so me and Benavidez have very similar like just fucking sick idiot humor, and then Mendez is like such a sweet nice dude, but he's just he 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 like. 
Like Benavides laughs at my jokes because we're this, we have the same humor. Chad laughs at my jokes because we have completely different humors, but he just loves to see a spectacle. Like he's a nice guy that like just loves to watch a I spectacle. Could totally say, well, he's fighting with Bisbing right now. And then he told me, yeah, him and Bisbing are in like a, they're in like a, a war. Uh, Over what? I didn't know. Um, well, I, on like Instagram, not really a war war. I yeah, think yeah. something where like, something about steroids came up or like Bisbing had Tim Kennedy's back because Tim Kennedy talked about like not wearing masks or something or how, you know, just like the whole mask versus yeah. not mask versus quarantine, you know, the whole thing. And they're still on opposite sides of like the spectrum. And Mendez is a hunter. So he took Tim Kennedy's size because they have the hunting thing. And then Bisbing got mad and he goes, this guy's a fucking roided up juice monkey, whatever. He, you know, he never made it. And then Mendez called him a wooden eye pirate or something. And just, it just kept going. Like, you know, I, I obviously I got Chad's back. That's Chad's my fucking brother. I'll, I'll fucking, uh, I'll, I'll sock somebody for Chad. But I, uh, I have a great respect. I mean, Chad's my brother. I have, I have a, I have a great deal of respect for Bisbing because he he's just continually such a prick. But he's <laughs> but but he's he's himself. You yeah. know you get what I'm saying? Like he's 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 a continual prick, but he's been a prick for a Forever. decade. Like yeah. he's never he's never he's just and I, I have a great deal of respect for genuine people, like, you know, so um yeah, I could definitely see them butting heads for sure. That's that's pretty funny. I have to go. Is it on Twitter or what? Instagram? Yeah, it's on Instagram. Man, I'm so fucking. I I, I like. I'm so out of the loop with so many things. I like. Yeah. I only go on. I only go on Twitter to to um, tweet about comic books and nerd shit, and then and and argue with nerds about what Spider-Man powers are are fucking are valid and what aren't, and then. Uh, my Instagram, all I do is I barely, I mean, I look at fights. I look at fighting, but I look at fucking, I look at like motorcycles and like hot chicks and tattoos and dogs. Like I, I, I your girl get mad if you like a hot chick's picture. No, no, she, she doesn't not. I mean, not really. I mean, I'm like, I think it's come up the same way it's come up in every relationship. But for me, it's like for, for, for us, we're, we're pretty, I don't know. I, I trust her. She trusts me. And, uh, like she understands it. Instagram's pretty mindless. Like I, I that's that's what that's the point I'm making is like I'll scroll through Instagram and like I won't really know. Like I don't have any like current world news on my Instagram. It's literally, it's motorcycles and dogs and hot chicks and and fighting and tattoos and like I, like I could like a hot chick's butt picture the same way I could like a tattoo. Like it's just mindless. Like I'm just looking. It's just a yeah. five minute break for me. Like so. I don't put a lot of thought into the stuff I like. I don't think she does really either. It's not really, it's Instagram isn't real life. Um, and I don't follow, like, I don't really follow like hot chick accounts. Like I don't like Instagram model chicks kind of annoy me with their posts, but I do follow like good photographers that will post hot chicks. So I think that's a little different too. Like I'm not out like, I'm not out like thirst trapping hot chicks. Like oh, let me, let me scroll back 50 weeks and like her picture secretly. It's like, I just follow some really good photographers that happen to take pictures of hot chicks. So, you know, uh, I follow photographers that take pictures of nature too. It's like, if I see something on my Instagram, I like it. I don't put too much fucking thought into it, man. Like it's, it's, uh, it's not real life, you know? Same here. Same here. Now, uh, the fight this week, Masvidal versus what do you like? Uh, I don't know. Like hard to call. Cause Usman is uh, 
dangerous everywhere. His stand-up looked good against Colby. Uh, and he's also a fucking monster of a wrestler. But, um, you know, also, Masvidal's hard to bet against, especially the way he's been looking lately. It's like, you know, he, he's one of those guys that's – you know, he had ups and downs in his career, but he's been consistently one of the best guys in the world. And when he's on, man, he's fucking on. Like, he's piecing people up. And I, I really uh, – I really like Masvidal, like, as a, as a person, man. I've only met him once or twice, so I don't know him well. I don't know either guys really well, but I, I, I like Masvidal. I like what he's about. I like the way he carries himself. Um, I like uh, I like his, his, his vibe, man. Like, he, he seems like a real genuine motherfucker, like we talked about a second ago. You know, whoever you are, if, if you own that, I, I really respect it. And, and Masvidal seems like a dude who, who really knows who he is and owns it and um, – just seems like a good dude. I, I, res- I have a, the utmost respect for him. Uh, both those guys, you know, U- U- yeah. Usman seems like a he's, U- Usman seems like a good dude too. I never, I don't think I've ever really met him, but he seems like a good dude. But uh, I just, I have a, uh, I got, uh, I'd like to see Masvidal do good because he just seems like a fucking gangster. You know, he seems real as fuck. So uh, I would like to see Masvidal get that, get that win and be big for him. You know, he's been a guy who's been. A contender for a long time and getting that belt would be would be a huge uh thing i think you know um so I, i'm excited to watch it I, I don't really man anytime people ask me about fights it's hard because i just i'm just like uh when i watch other people fight if it's not in my weight class i'm a fan like whatever i just like to, i've been a fan of fighting my whole fucking life so i'm just i'm just trying to watch some good fights man i don't really pick or i don't really bet i don't really pick fight i just like to watch fights and stuff i'm a student of the game bro um but it would be cool to see Masvidal win. I'd like to see Holloway win too, man. I got hell up for Holloway. Dude. No, Holloway says, though, according to him, he's not sparred one round and uh, he has no training partners. Did he tell the truth? I don't know. Never let never let the truth get in the way of a good story. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I don't know if he's I don't know if he's telling the truth or not, but I know he's he's one of the he he's he's a he's you know, on paper right now, he's he's the greatest featherweight ever. Like, I have to believe in myself that I'm the greatest featherweight that's ever lived. Like, and I and that's my my mission in life is to prove that. I, I believe that I'm the greatest featherweight of all time, and I'm I need to prove that to people. That's 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 important to me. That's that's as a fighter, you have to believe you're the baddest motherfucker alive, and I believe that. I believe I'm one of the greatest fighters fighters that's ever lived. Like I, when I look in the mirror, I Andre Feely am the greatest fighter that's ever lived. But. Holloway right now is the is the best forty five ever, right? I mean, he he's that dude. So, man, I don't know if going a couple months without sparring really fucking matters. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, he obviously knows how to fight. He obviously has right. been in wars. He's taken. He's been doing this a long time. He's taken. Da- he's taken damage in the cage. He's taken damage in the uh, in the in training. I'm sure. He, you know, he, he had to pull out of a fight once because of a concussion. Like, you know, he's been hit before. He's he's been in in wars. He's 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 proven he can fucking fight and that he's tough. Maybe taking a couple months off of sparring is what he needed. You know, this might yeah. be. I mean, how, like look at Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson just lost for the first time in how long? And Tony Ferguson said a bunch of times he doesn't spar much. You know, I I have actually reduced the number of hard sparring rounds that I've gotten in my camps over the last few camps. I've never felt better, man. Like I, I'm I'm all for reduced yeah. sparring and and. You might see the best Holloway we've ever seen. You know, who knows? I, I love that guy, dude. He's he's the best. What what can you say about him? He's as, not even as a fighter, as a, as a person, man. He's a good dad. 
He's a good, he's a good champion. He's a great fighter. He's just a good dude. Like I have, I have no, that, that's, that's my homie. There's not a lot of guys you'll hear in my own weight class that I'll say is my homie, but always the homie, man. I, I anytime Holloway fights, I, I, unless it's against me, anytime he fights. Were you, uh, no, no, Frank Edgar, uh, uh, Munoz tested positive for COVID. So he pulled out. Edgar yeah. was for an opponent. Were you thinking about it or your hands too, too fucked up? Thinking about fighting Edgar? Yeah. Uh, no, man. I, I have pins in my hand as we speak, so I, it's not really an option for me. Um, uh, I, I thought it was at 35. Oh, right. He's at 35. Right, right, yeah. right, right. I'm too big. Come on, bro. Wait, come on, bro. Yeah, yeah. Hold always, on. I can't. I wait, hold on. I can't. I can't flex that one because my. Course, because I always on. think he's. I, I never. I can't think of him as a 35 pounder. Hold on, bro. Don't don't disrespect me with the. I, I'll never make 35. I'm built like a brick shit house. I want to see him versus O'Malley. That'd be a fun fight. That'd be fun. I. Man, I think Sean O'Malley's a great fighter, and he's up and coming, and he's knocking people out. I think – I don't know. I, I got to tread lightly, I guess, what I'm about to say. But I, I don't like to see guys who have been around a long time fight up-and-comers. I know it's to some I know to some degree that's the way the sport works, right? To some degree, there's gatekeepers, and there's elite fighters, and there's up-and-comers, and they all have to mix. Like, that's how you find out the hierarchy, and that's, that's basically our whole fucking job. But I, I do think that there's – some point of diminishing return on that like i do think i do think at some point we should build a culture around taking care of the guys who have been around but i love it when it doesn't work i have it like like when chrome gracie got beat up by um by cups yeah yeah the old guy takes a young guy to school yeah 100 percent, man i I just i I have been told i have been told before uh I have been told before, uh, hey, we're not going to give you that fight. Um, we don't want you to fight so-and-so because – or we don't want you to fight this guy or we don't really like this fight because you know, he's a guy that's been around a long time and he's got a couple more in him and, and this and that. You know, like – so I hope that when I'm 40 years old – You're not I, I, Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't – when I'm 40 years old, I'm going to – I mean, I'm going to establish myself as one of the, the greatest fighters in the sport. So, when I'm 40 years old, I want to have big money fights, super fights, whatever, fights that matter. But I don't want to be the guy that they're trying to fucking give some up. When they when they book fights like um, – when they book fights like Yair versus BJ Penn, when I oh, see a fight God. like that. Yeah. When I see a fight like that, I think for what for what fucking reason? And that's, that's not disrespect because Yair is a great fighter and BJ is – Someone I looked up to since I was fucking 15. I mean, BJ was my hero for a long time, man. Um, like Diego Sanchez versus some up-and-coming killer. Right. What the fuck is the point of that? Right? Like, you don't need – I don't need to see Diego – like, and again, Mike Chiesa, uh, a guy who I who, – who, you know, he's a, he's a great dude. Great, great, great dude. But uh, I don't need to see him beat the hell out of Diego Sanchez. Right. I don't, I don't need to say – I know – you you could like count it as a and this is no I'm not trying to disrespect anybody but call it call it what the fuck it is you can I mean that's a buy like that's like a buy round in a tournament right like you could just as you could just as well like I would rather just like okay well maybe skip that like maybe yeah. just let's yeah. go to the next one who would he fight if he beat that guy I don't need to see a guy who has taken thousands of strikes fight a dude who's but way it bigger and well, better. It worked when it was Faber versus uh. What's his name? Um, they were kind of trying to build up the what is it, the kid in favor. Ricky Simone. Ricky yeah, Simone. Yeah, it also worked. It also worked when Faber uh, beat guess, uh, yeah. beat up beat up uh, McDonald. Yeah, I mean it's it, it does work. It's cool to see, but I I think that's different. I think a guy 
I think, and again, maybe I'm going to sound like an asshole here, and I, I don't mean to. I have respect for everybody, but uh, like I said, uh, keep it real. Like, Faber is a different animal, right? Like, Faber, Faber for his entire career was having five-round fights against the best guys in the world. He didn't get the UFC title, but he had the WEC title for fucking years. He was that guy. He, Faber's never – Faber's never – even against – you go back and watch the Peter Yan fight, man. Like, Faber's never gotten his ass beat. He's been stopped. He's been – he's been uh, – you know, he, he's had he's had fights that go better than others, but he's never he never watched a fair fight and go, oh man, he's getting fucking ragdolled. He's right. getting beat up. He, he that's a 10-8 round. Like some of these other guys you watch and you just go, man, like you see Peter Yan and uh Aldo. Faber and you go oh, you yeah. go, oh man, you know, or you he's Peter Yan and Uriah and you go, Oh man, uh Uriah's holding the zone. You know, even if he loses the round, it, it's a competitive it's a competitive round. You see you see these some of these other guys who are getting older. It's not competitive. The Eddie Wineland, Eddie, the Eddie Wineland fight against the kid, uh, his last fight against what's O'Malley. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was that was a tough. That was a, that was a hard finish. And, and Wineland's a dude who's been around for a long time. He's a fucking gangster. He's a gamer. You know, um, I don't think you've seen him get beat up too bad. But you know that 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 was a rough one. Obviously, I think I think you know Diego Sanchez is a is a is a great example more than anyone else. Like. Diego should be a guy who you can't protect people in the sport, but you can look out for them a little bit. Right. You can make, you can make fights that make sense. Yeah. Right. You can, you can make fights that are entertaining and, and are valid without. Yeah. That's why like, you know, uh, Jimmy Rivera's name got brought up against uh, Frankie Edgar. I think that's a good fight. Both yeah. Guys, yeah. Yeah. That's a perfect fight. Right. Competitive fight. hundred percent. Yeah. Competitive fight. Rivera's fucking good, dude. Rivera's slept on. Yeah. Rivera's really fucking good. And Frankie's still good. I'm not calling Frankie an old guy. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I think fight, certain fights should make sense. I think, I think O'Malley versus Edgar is still competitive, right? Like I'm not counting anybody out. I just think that there should, I think that sometimes fights get made that you look at and everyone goes, why the fuck are we doing that? Right. Yeah, I one thousand percent, one thousand. I mean, Shogun's last couple fights or little nog against some of the right. guys. Just yeah. like, what a, right, right. Uh, what's the what is the what's the objective here? Right, uh, one thousand percent. So, where can people find your mu uh, new music? Uh, my band is called Born Breach, uh, and is it a rap band? Is it rock? What kind? No, of it's it's uh it's kind of it's kind of a mix of of shit. I don't know, man. It's it's got some uh sort of like it's got some like uh like it, it's kind of hip-hop and punk mix with um my guitar my guitar system real cool metal -y stuff like um we, we're all super influenced by rage against the machine uh you'll hear that a lot basically uh i think you'll hear a lot of that influence in there hopefully um and i don't know man yeah yeah i hopefully people like it if they don't whatever tell me tell me if you love it if you hate it people let me know uh if you go on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, Title, everything, uh, just Born Breach. Well, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to do this, man. Good luck with your move. Yeah. Anything Thanks you for having me, dude. Oh, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Later. I'm